This is Alan, also known as Mr. Fuxum, uh, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. As he's into outer space and shizzle like that he used to think that fuxum meant flare universe x-ray milky way until this episode when in less than five minutes time he's in for one hell of a revelation it's norin rad that was so good my head's exploded because <laughs> I, I actually yeah i thought mil- I mean, it made more sense my way but we can flare ultra x-men if we want to call it that whatever flare ultra uh, you know who am i to argue <laughs> that logic with flare ultra <laughs> This is so crazy exciting, bro. You have no idea. I'm, 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 I'm just really intrigued. That is all I'm going to say. So um, without further ado, um, our guest this week is someone I've been wanting to talk to for quite a while. Now, you you won't be aware of this, um, Alan, and I'll probably introduce you in a moment, but um, people talk about you in hushed tones. Okay. (laughs) You're like an urban legend because of your passion, your dedication, your aversion to social media, which I take my hat off for you. Yep. Um, so you are known as Mr. Fuxum, which you may or may not know, otherwise known as Alan. Welcome. Thank you kindly. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you aware of the the the, the, the Mr that you have i have heard uh from a couple of corners of the world that uh that nomenclature may be being used to refer to uh to me yeah (laughs) it's certainly meant with 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 love and respect i can assure you it's certainly we gave you the mr title so i mean that was just you know (laughs) I'm really looking forward to doing the visuals for this episode as well. It's um, going to be crazy. I'm gonna, do you, you know, on the Monopoly, they've got that little kind of uh, that that moustache thing and the bowl, bowler hat and the glasses. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and do that on the Fuxum logo. <laughs> That's what I'm going to try and do. Whether I pull it off or not is anyone's guess. Um, <laughs> so, so, Alan, um, pe- people won't know you at all. And, you know, and, and obviously, why should they? Um, um because you, you kind of, you know, keep your head down and you just collect what you collect, which is Fleer Ultra X-Men 2018. What, what? Tell us about yourself, first of all, before we get into Fleer Ultra X-Men, because uh, I, I want to hear the journey that leads you to, to to going after that set. But but tell us about you. What's, what's your background? What, what do you do? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so it's it's kind of simple. I, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, very, very poor. Uh, and in one of those communities where, because the town that I lived in was so small, they would bus in about 40 different towns into one, uh, like middle school or high school. And so I went to school with a lot of folks that were far more well off than myself. And in the early nineties, when I was first introduced to Fleer Ultra X-Men, 1994 being the, the hallmark year there, 
uh, a bunch of the more popular and well-off kids were collecting this set. And uh, I was just like amazed by it. Like I loved the idea. Never had money for comics, never had money for anything that was sort of disposable income related. And so I would like hang out by the garbage cans where the kids would throw out like the ones that they had, you know, like 20 of or whatever. And so I had maybe like, maybe like 20 of the 150 cards set and like 20 copies of each of them. And they were just the ones that were super common that, uh, that folks were discarding. Uh, and every once in a while, like I, you know, find one in there that I didn't have. And so like, you know, slowly, 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 I think I got up to maybe like a third of the set. Uh, but it was always something that was just, um, it just sort of sparked a, um, just like a kind of a something that I had never encountered before because collecting things weren't really part of like the the farming village that I was part of. It was very it was a very pragmatic lifestyle uh, and a lifestyle that was very focused around like what it took to survive. And this was completely like just completely optional and completely um, you know, the, the folks that I grew up with would have said wasteful, you know, like that it was a, it was a waste of money or, or, you know, you'd be silly, uh, to, um, you know, to, to spend money on those kinds of things. So I think there was sort of that natural rebellion of this is something that I don't have that, you know, I wouldn't be encouraged to have, even if I had the opportunity. And it was such a, like the, 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 comic movies were like just coming into the zeitgeist here in the the u.s and you know so like the teenage mutant ninja turtles live action was like you know it was exactly so it was just like all of these things which um i had only even ever heard of on um you know through like billboards or or something like that because we didn't have a television for the longest time either so i missed like the the animated x-men uh series uh, and didn't catch up into the uh, catch up on that until uh, until college actually, uh, which was still pretty early. You know, we're still the late '90s, so things were just starting to happen. The uh, you know the first Blade movie, uh, the first yes. X Men movie with uh, yeah. So it was. I don't know if folks remember um, Spawn, that first terrible Spawn movie. Yeah, exactly. I loved, loved every it. second of loved it. it. Like, you know, things were just. I think things were moving ahead of where technology was at the time, but I love that folks were trying and it was like all of these just, you know, pings of like what was possible. And, and that was sort of, you know, I, I, you were saying that Norn really likes, you know, space and things like that. I often, like, I didn't see Star Trek until much later on, but like the idea of Picard, like sitting in a vineyard in France, like looking up at the stars like I was sitting on a dairy farm in upstate New York, you know, like looking up at the stars. And and oh, so uh, there was a very special, just a very special moment in my personal, um, you know, my personal sort of journey that uh, that Fleer Ultra X-Men uh, kind of was a hallmark of. Wow. That is awesome, man. That is like the best story ever, Alan. That's just so cool, man. That dude, technically, technically, you collecting a set is probably the hardest collecting way to collect a set is. And I remember that. It's just so funny that you it it's it's hilarious because I remember being a kid in middle school. 
my next door neighbor, I've mentioned this on the show before, his parents were going through something and it was like one of those stages where they were getting him things so he wouldn't feel the effects of the divorce type of stuff. And he got boxes and boxes of cards. And I was there getting kind of like the leftover stuff. And I I think, you know, it's it's just great, man. And I think so many of us who listen to this podcast or in the group have that story, man. I love this. This, the, this is the whole reason we do this podcast is for moments like this. Thank you for sharing that, man. So awesome. I love doing that. Yeah. Thanks for saying. And yeah, I appreciate that. I think, you know, at the time it's easy to feel like you're the only person going through it all, but that's uh, I think that's a, that's a really nice sentiment there. Thanks for saying. Oh, I'm welling up over here. Same. Uh, <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> uh, it's wow. funny, actually. I, I, I grew up in a very small rural town um, in, in the southwest of England, and I I lived in the town. We, we, we were poor as anything. Um, no farming or anything. But, uh, but all the kids who used to bus in from the towns around were farming children, pretty much. Uh, so it's a very, very kind of similar vibe. Um, and, and therein ends the similarity because we didn't have the, <laughs> those trading cards um, in shops in the UK, unfortunately. Um, so let's, let's fast forward. So when did you first hear that Fleer Ultra X-Men was coming back? Do you remember that? Yeah, so I'm not sure... I think it must have been, you know, like how Google is like always listening and I have a pixel phone. And and so like in early 2018, I think on my Google News feed, uh, it said something about, you know, like Upper Deck is reviving, you know, Fleer Ultra X-Men or something along those lines. And I because I wasn't looking for it. I've literally I've never like properly collected anything at some point about maybe 10 years ago. I went on to eBay and I brought a, a, a proper uh, collection of the 1994 set, uh, which is which you know I've, I've treasured. I went out and I found all like the little inserts. There were some of those those special promos that showed up only in the comics and what have you. So I've sort of yep exactly yep I have the binder. Yeah, I've I've rounded out the the uh, you know those kinds of things. But I've never like I never went beyond that. And so when I saw this, I was like, this is way too cool. Like, the, like what's happened in the last whatever it's been? I mean, like 20 some odd years. Uh, and um, and so I, I, I and I have no idea. Like the last time that I collected anything standing by garbage cans or whatever, like I would see these kids open up these boxes. And if I recall correctly, it only took you know, two or three boxes to get a complete set. Like it wasn't, uh, that, that's where exactly. Yeah. If that, you know, I think, um, so it, it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll buy like a box of it. And then I'll have this new 2018 set. So I pre-ordered on like steel city collectibles or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like one of the cases. And I'm like, this will be cool. And um, and then I forgot about it because I think it was like they started taking pre-orders like six or seven months ahead of time. And so this case ended up on my doorstep. I opened it up and I'm like, what is this? And I'm like looking through all the packs. I'm like, why are these cards so thick? And I'm like, where's the checklist card? Like I'm looking for the checklist card so I can figure out like where does this all fit within the And I'm like, then I found a sketch card for the first time. I'm like, what like did like how and it wasn't it, it was like an eli hyder which it's a style that i don't necessarily like 
a door. And so I'm like looking at this thing. I'm like, what, like, what is happening here? And, and then the stacks, which I had no idea about. I'm like, there's this like flimsy little, so I just had literally no clue what I was getting into. Um, and like, why are there only like six cards in a pack? Like that was really strange to me. Uh, so I got to the end of this case and I wasn't even remotely close to having anything, you know, that even remotely looked like a, a base set or something like that. So that's when I really started scratching my head. And one of the things I was surprised about is even in that launch timeline, like the, the checklists weren't updated or, you know, the checklist on Steel City was different than the checklist on, you know, and 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 so like the the I was just confused and I had no idea what EPAC was. And so then when I ventured onto eBay, I had no idea what Com C was. And I'm like, why are these Com C prices so insane? And then I'm looking at like e, the eBay and they're saying you know, like a rainbow foil. And I'm looking at all the checklist on the website. And there's no rainbow for it. So I'm like, is somebody trying to like, I, I just felt, I just felt like so out of my element. I had no idea what was going on. That's great. <laughs> well, you're, you're clearly a very quick study. I mean, I know we've, no we've ordered a few years, but yeah. Uh, did, did you buy any more physical after that, that first case? Yeah, I probably bought maybe 300 physical cases. Okay, let's back up slightly. Then. Wait, we got to so, back up. Cause, so, because <laughs> that you're throwing out quickly. numbers, and now we're starting so, to sweat and get dizzy so and gone, stuff, and my eyes are going blue. So, at what point? <laughs> at what point did you? Because, because part of me, and obviously, you know, you can share whatever you're comfortable with. But I'm, I'm from a background where I just get confused as to where people get the disposable income to afford that many cases let alone actually deciding to do it so let's focus on the decision and you, you can share anything else you're comfortable with let's focus on the decision at what point and i think it's fairly safe to say that you went all in at what point what, what was that that's an understatement wait a second yeah. that's an understatement there's no all in here there's all no, like no no, when I say all in, I'm saying all, all in. All, we're going to talk in. about how much you may have acquired on EPAC shortly. So <laughs> but 300 cases physical is probably more than any anyone else, any other collector I've ever seen on Facebook has bought any. You seriously product. have done, just just yeah. so you know, and I know you're, you obviously know a lot about this stuff, probably more than I mean, Ian and I at this point um, because of, of the way you've gone through this, but... I don't think anyone has ever done what you've done here. And I, I, I don't Absolutely. want that. I mean that as a, as a huge compliment. Like all of us are very inspired by it because I don't think anyone's even gotten. No one's ever done that. Right. That idea, especially. And it makes a lot of sense to me now that you're saying that, you know, you're looking at this box that you're opening up and you're like. Where's this full set? How do I master yeah. this sucker? Yeah. And you come back from what, you know, I tell a lot of people on, on my social media and what we tell a lot of people here on, on Facebook, Marvel collectors were originally set collectors. They were not individual car collectors. Like it's, it's, it's strange that I am a character collector to this point. Cause I have some sets, but not like most Marvel collectors. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just sorry. I babbled there at the end, but that's just all right. We should probably let him answer the questions. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Go for it. Buddy. When did you decide to go all in? What What was that moment? 
Yeah. So, and, and I appreciate the, the, uh, the, the thoughtfulness and sensitivity there. So I was going through some things in my life that, um, I was struggling with pretty significantly. Uh, I'm a, I'm a simple guy, like in so many ways, I'd be, if we just had like a beautiful television, I would have been happy on the farm. Um, but I went off and I decided to do something a bit different with my life. And I worked really darn hard. Uh, and I just tuck things away. Like I'm not like, I don't go out to eat. I don't buy fancy things. I don't drive fancy cars. I don't like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so pragmatic. There are just a few things that I really enjoy. Uh, and, uh, and that might be, you know, a, a nice record and a, and a nice, you know, sound system and a nice, you know, television. Um, and so like, this was an opportunity for me to reflect on, okay, how can I, how can I get through some of these hard times that I was going through and how can I kind of pay forward to myself everything that I'd put into place up until that point in time. So this seemed like, you know, I think some people go out and, you know, buy a yacht or a Porsche or something like that. Like for me, that was, it was okay. This was a very uh, distinct time in my childhood that this was kind of like flashing back to. I'd worked really hard to get off the farm to do something different. one of the other things about working hard is there's not a lot of free time to go off and spend money even if I wanted to. Uh, so that was a nice little sort of extra support there. So this was the thing that I said, okay, this is showing up at a bizarre time in my life when I could really use something to focus on, uh, to get lost in, uh, to sort of like relive that kind of childhood uh, joy and and kind of lightness of being that I recalled um, as I would treasure something that somebody had discarded, but it was so precious to me. And, and so that was the, um, and then as I started to learn about like parallel sets and subsets and all of those kinds of things, I remember being so confused when I got the second sketch card from the same artist being like, but I thought this was one of one. So I didn't even like understand what one of one really even meant at that point in time. Uh, so it was it was uh, it was kind of a, a, a cross section of like some really messed up stuff happening in my personal life uh, and um, and and really just having an outlet to uh, to help me cope and, and make it through. Wow. That's awesome. I, That's I, great. That is probably the best therapy anyone could have is is buying three hundred physical cases of anything. It's I like, think it's wow. also yeah, yeah, it's really nice too because I think a lot of us, a lot of us in this hobby, like Ian and I, you know what I mean. Like, I can't tell you how many times Ian and I have popped on this podcast and we're just having a conversation. Both of us have had a week and we're just talking about cards and it's like that hour and a half is so much lighter now and 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 there is a teleportation there you know and and, you know people you know a lot of people talk about nostalgia overtaking things blah 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 but i think sometimes people don't realize too is that there is something in life that's necessary like a break and nostalgia is that break you know what i mean it allows you to kind of step back and kind of gain it all back in your head a little bit you know i totally get that i think that's awesome man that's great Cheers to that. Thanks for saying. Absolutely. Um, 
I um, was about to say something, actually. Um, the interesting thing... I was going to save this for later on, actually, but I just I just wanted to thank you for something, Alan. Um, you you won't be aware of this, and there's no reason why you should be. I about eighteen months ago, when lockdown started, I'm about to massively overshare with someone I only met twenty minutes ago, but I don't care. Um, I, about eighteen months ago, when lockdown started over here, I had to face up to some serious uh, realities personally, and I had one of the things was I had loads of credit card debt, probably equivalent of maybe close to twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars converted. Yeah. So uh and you know, fast forward, you know, we've had a year of austerity and then some for various reasons. And I've gradually been paring down my collection and refining things. And I sold most of my comic collection. And I've been paying it off. And you recently bought some comic cuts off me and you um made it possible for me to clear that credit card debt. You were the last kind of piece of that puzzle so thank you uh for that um, i'm glad that you got what you needed and I, I got um freedom from a lot of um worry and um stress and, and doubt so so thank you for that thank you for sharing Ian. it is it is a uh, it is truly an honor uh and and i hope you know that those will be cherished and loved and, um yeah thank you so much it, it really meant You're very it. welcome and it means even more knowing that it uh, it was it was helpful that way. It was. Um, so let's 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 go back a step because it feels like fuck some therapy, which is brilliant. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> could be the episode title, but it could be the title. It's <laughs> usually how we come to the title. Ian says to the profound, he's like, yeah, that could be the title. So so you go one case then I'm not suggesting you went somewhere and then did 299 cases and that, that made the 300. I imagine because there's a period of time over which that, that was gradually selling out at all the retailers. Yeah. Did you then go to EPAC at the same time as those physical? How, how did it work when EPAC launched? Were you Did EPAC happen before you were aware of it or did it happen afterwards? Just, just, I'm just curious to know because I encountered you on, on EPAC, obviously. So. Yeah, thank you. I found out about EPAC probably the better part of a year later, I think, uh, if I were to go back, uh, which really bums me out because I look back at like, because even that, like I, I, I choose very thoughtfully, like where to put, like where to spend my money. And, um, and so like, this was a big deal for me when it like, when, you know, as you were saying, when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go all in on this. Cause I, I really want to have a lot of fun here. This is going to be very helpful. Uh, looking back on it, I made so many poor decisions. Like I remember the first time that I saw the, um, like a complete set of the rainbow uh, parallel on, and it was like $999 on eBay. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fantastic because I saw this single card between, you know, three dollars and five dollars. And I did the math and I'm like, OK, let me snatch that up. So I like bought the, the you know, complete, you know, 200 card parallel set rainbow set for like just shy of a thousand dollars. And then three or four months later, I discovered EPAC and now I have like a hundred of those sets. And I'm like, oh, God, that just breaks my breaks my heart. <laughs> 
now I hope it yeah. went to a good cause and I, you know, and I hope it, you know, I, I hope that person was helped and all of that. But like, there were so many of those stories where I'm like looking back and mm. I just had no idea how EPAC worked, how ComC worked, like paying that eBay markup for ComC instead of going directly to ComC. Like I had, I just, I'm just like, uh, or the number of times there is one, there is one sketch card that I am just so bummed. It was, um, it's a helmet Racho and it was, um, Wolverines on one side, Sabretooth's face on the other side. They're both like snarling at one another. And I was so excited when I found it and I bought it on eBay and they took my money and they gave me a confirmation and then I get this note back from ComC saying, oh, I'm so sorry. We had already sold this one through ComC. Oh. That's how I learned about ComC and eBay is because there was this beautiful sketch that I, I, you know, and they sent me this note saying, sorry, it's not yours. And I'm like, but eBay took my money and they did all they, like, help me understand. Um, so, like, that was my introduction to comedy. Oh, Jesus, Bruh. I'm so sorry, man. What a pain. We, we've, we like, we've done so much on this show because we've had people come into the hobby similar to you where they're collecting the old sets and then go to modern. And they're like, what the F is all this? This is nuts. Um, I don't even know what to do. And, like, a lot of times, too, people don't realize that really it's, like, the two-week period after it sells on EPAC, you go to Comp C. You can just have the time of your life getting good prices on things. Um, we've done countless episodes to try to help people out because there should be when you get a case of modern Marvel, there should be a pamphlet on front. That's like a trifold <laughs> <laughs> just tells you here's all the things you should be prepared to know about. Here's to how to catch you up. Um, here's, yeah, here's, here's yeah. a number for ramen noodle stockers. <laughs> <laughs> you need a free cardboard box go to your local liquor store <laughs> you're like oh perfect i can live there good that's nice <laughs> oh my goodness me oh, um man so if only I, a rainbow yeah i sold my rainbow set actually um no i part i part i part traded it with someone it was on epac and i part traded it for the four printing plate so you you, you won't know this but norin no, no one's not his real name, but knowing Rad, of course, is Silver Surfer. Um, so he's into Silver Surfer. I, I set collect and uh, collect Black Cat. So Black Cat is my thing. Um, and um, so I managed to get my, for the rainbow set plus X amount of dollars, I managed to get the four printing plates for the Marvel anime Black Cat card, which they released on EPAC as a four set you didn't have to chase each set individually it was an achievement um anyway so I, hard I, I to digress. get pretty i digress um so uh, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that actually so yeah and let's talk about it right now printing plates obviously weren't part of fleer ultra x-men which is a really unusual move on upper deck's part um because they were big in fleer ultra spider-man that you may 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 not have dabbled in i don't know if you they might have just there. mailed them to alan right out they, they're like they you know may, what you bought so much well i'm done. just <laughs> um, so yeah you'd have had a ball with printing plates oh god i can only imagine you and printing plates alan that'd be scary <laughs> you know it's so funny that you say that because after so fuxm 2018 is the only thing that i've ever collected uh, since in my adult life uh, you'll anything that's on epac that isn't that was just through a trade or what have you uh, uh -huh. but i've never 
I've, EPAC has never received a dollar of my money for anything other than FUXM. And uh, the same for, for anything physically. Like the, the last set that I spent any money on before FUXM was um, the 2000 or the 1995 uh, FUXM uh, like wow. complete set. Okay. So that's like, amazing, man. That's so cool, dude. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it truly is a labor of love and it truly is like something that is just very, very special to me. So I've appreciated it. I did explore because there were some folks on EPAC who were like, you know, uh, you should really buy F uh, FUSM. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, it's an even better set, you know, da, 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 da. I think ultimately they just wanted to try to complete their set, but they weren't going to buy anymore. Um, and, uh, so, so I took I took a peek at it just because, like, if I can help folks out, like Ian, you know, if you want to complete the rest of that rainbow set, just ping me on EPAC with whatever it is that you're missing there, and we'll get that oh, sorted. The whole, I uh, sold the whole thing. I sold the whole rainbow <laughs> set. Two hundred. <laughs> you, you can ping me with the whole uh, two hundred card rainbow set, and we'll still get that sorted. Um, and uh, but like I was looking at it just to see, and frankly, I didn't like the art better than FUXM. I really like the art on FUXM better. Uh, but I saw those printing plates, and I honestly like sighed out of relief because I'm like, it was so much of an effort to collect the set, the FUXM set as it exists th yeah. today. Like the printing plates, I think that would have just broken me personally. This yeah. took, so Ian's about to we're show both, you crazy we're both stuff because Ian has great stuff. Yeah. I'm so glad. How cool is this, Ian, that we're sharing our collection with Mr. Foxen right now? And, this is and, so and much fun, Alex. And you won't have seen any of this because you're you know, not I, a don't, I don't believe you. Don't you, know. you, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. You don't. You don't. By the way, me. I want you to know that this is the lineation of not being on social media. Ian is his real name. My fake name is Norn. My real name's Fausto. And then so like I'm like half on social media, half off being an alias, and you're completely off. So I just wanted to show you the bridge of what that looks. <laughs> Whereas like. I'm on all the time because Ian's on all the time. He's a beast. <laughs> so this um, took this took three years. Oh, it's cool. MM16 wow. surfer plate set. Wow. Three years for four car. It's insane. Like wow. Ian, Ian has Ian has far better stuff, but like it's it's just nuts. It's nuts plates. Oh, yeah, I think look at that. That's, I've got two of them for for that for that card. Uh, third one's on APAC, um, and I know who's got Beautiful. it. Beautiful. He's a lovely fella, but we haven't reached we haven't come to terms yet. Um, but and actually, this is going to be one of my questions for you. Um, I've gone hard on this one, so I've got the the, the rainbow. Um, so you're aware of what it means to rainbow a character, yeah? Or a yes. Card? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so I've I've done that with this piece, um, and the artist is Ko Kakao, um, and um, I own the original art from that or at least as, as as original as it gets, because he only ever did it as a black and white and then he colored it digitally. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed to own that. And that will, that will, that will be interred with me in the, in the uh, crypt <laughs> that I intend to build. Um, but um, the, um, have you been tempted? I'm oh, sorry, I'm jumping around here because this was one of my questions, but I'm, I'm, I'm keen to get the timelines right, but I'm going to jump around because I don't care. Um, have you delved anywhere near the original art? or any of the preliminary art that any of the artists may have had? 
No, sir. No, but I had uh, I had a fine gentleman, um, and I'm blanking on his name, reach out to me who had bought all of the original art for the Deadpool Around the World uh, parallel, uh, and um, uh, he had uh, he had kindly uh, given the canvas that he had from that uh, a good home with me, which uh, which is brilliant. I am now I have now nine out of ten of the Deadpool Around the World canvases, which I thought were going to be the hardest ones to secure. Turns out, um, from a canvas perspective, the uh, the the ninety twos have been the hardest. I have the fewest of those. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, for but, those who may not know, remind remind everyone what a canvas is in relation to Fuxum eighteen. Oh, sure thing. Yep. So the 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 entire two hundred card base set was done in um, a, a red canvas, which is sort of like the the finish on the top of the card is meant to simulate like a painting canvas. Uh, and then they have the red one of one um, uh, sort of foil printing on the back. Um, so that, yeah. That's so there's been... one of each of those cards. Exactly. Wow. Right. Okay. So, I, so, okay. So I have, okay. So a question here. You opened your box, right? We're going backwards a little bit. You opened your box, you saw the cards. I want to know a couple of things. I want to know what insert drove you so excited where you're like, all right, I'm really into this. And I want to know, you don't have to tell me a character or a particular card you like. I highly doubt anybody is able to hold anything over you, but <laughs> if you want to share, you can, but I'm interested to know like what insert or what card you were just like, Oh my God. Yes. And you felt like you felt that feeling from 95 again. Like, I want to know what card did you have that experience with? Yeah, thank you so much. So the original insert blew me away. Like I love what they, uh, and I'm blanking on who the artist was for that one, but I just thought that that was so cool. It, it like walked that fine line from like realistic and animation um, so that that subset I just thought was awesome. What uh, subset? Sorry, what what, the, what subset? The originals. I think it was Eric oh. Wilkerson. I want to say, but I'm not sure. I think I'm just it, having a look. Yeah, he he's in our group and he sold. This is why I, I, I mentioned about the original art because um, uh, both Tom Fleming and Eric Wilkerson, I believe, sold some of their. Um, I don't know if it was the finished art, but some of their prelim uh, kind of sketch stuff that they do when they're like you know going through the process um in the group um and i've always i've always been curious um on that one but let me just i'll look it up you two carry on talking i'm just going to pull up the checklist here so i know who's who wow that's amazing man that's a great that's a great insert that's a really great insert i really really loved it um and uh, and then from just like a, a pure card perspective the the art was just awesome. There were um, there are a few that just like really really blew me away. I absolutely love um, and it's it, it's funny to me because like it's almost a little bit more like simple than anything, but, but actually the Cyclops in the base set where like the 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 way that the body's positioned and he's sort of dead looking up and i don't like a lot of the ones where they're looking straight at you because it's easier to draw something that's looking straight at you or that's uh -huh. looking directly to the side 
Uh, so I appreciate the the um, like the talent that it takes to draw a, a face off angle, but mm. the way that that Cyclops came together, and I had never even seen that. So just you know, like I had never even seen that that um, uniform of his. Uh, like so, everything that I knew about the X Men was really from like the '90s. Uh, so like a lot of the '92, a lot of the Jim uh, Lee uh, art and everything yes. like that. So that was uh, so it was like a, a totally different like you know view of him. I also really love uh, Kitty Pride in this set, the the base uh, of Kitty Pride. I just thought it was so incredibly well done. Um, yeah. I love that. That's the one with the hand and her coming out of the. Um, exactly. Um, Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at it again because it's, it's been a while since I've really looked at these cards. And I, Ian and I always do this thing where we talk to collectors and it's really nice because in a way we get to like relook at cards that we hadn't really seen from that perspective. But yeah, that Kitty Pride is great, man. Mm. They, That's um, a great Kitty Pride. The originals um, is Tom Fleming. He's Tom Fleming. absolutely wonderful fella. Um, Super he's, awesome. He's in the group and he's going to come on the podcast soon. Um, He's a really, really nice guy. You've met him, haven't you, Noren? He's the nicest. He's the nicest man. Like, I haven't gone to a lot of cons, but I went to my first con, really technically my first, which was Galaxy Con here in North Carolina. I'm originally from Miami, Florida, but we moved here and I'm teaching here. And um, I went over there and I met Ron Lim for the first time. So Ron Lim to me is my surfer guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my yeah. man right there. I was like, Ron! And I was like yelling and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> he was very nice. And so I got to see him and dork out for a bit. And then I look around and I'm like, oh, my God, there's Tom Fleming. Super down to earth. Just a sweet spoke for a while. We hung out. I bought um, some prints from him of like Spectre and Magic. So just like just some like really cool prints. And um, Super nice, very kind. And if he, he laughed a little bit because I looked and goes, you have any of your originals? He was like, nah, they're gone. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> I had my fingers crossed that maybe there was one like hiding somewhere. But super nice guy. I think that's the fun thing about collecting too is like for me – and you know this now, Alan, right? Like start collecting after a while. Like the collection gets better when you know the artist is like super nice, super cool. You just look back at the work and you're like, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable about this. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, what was your, uh, let's, before, before we, before we go on, I mean, I, I was about to ask you a question that what was your strategy and what was your goal? Um, and it's, it's, uh, some might 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 jokingly be shouting at whatever they're listening to this on and going to own everything. <laughs> bah, humbug. Um, but genuinely, I was just I was just curious. You know, what was your, you know, as you were getting into it? I know you wanted to to complete the set, and obviously you got the rainbow set, and you subsequently ended up with three hundred others or however many it is. Um, what did your goal change as you were going through it or did it did it refine or what 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 was your and where do you stop i guess is the the, the question as well. yeah thank you so i i don't intend to stop i kind of think that this will be kind of like the the last set that i ever collect and you know like 20 years from now uh, we could have uh you know, ex, uh, 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 what do you say, them therapy, uh, you know, 20 years later, what have you. Uh, and um, so this is, 
the uh, the the yeah, it's it's sort of like the the set for me, and uh, and and it has so many wonderful uh, associations with it. It got me through a ton of really tough times. Uh, so I'm going to stick with it. You know, it was there for me. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, and um, yeah, the the adjustment of like how I was conceptualizing things shifted a ton. One, because I was just ignorant around like how things worked and, and what, you know, what a set really was and what was included in that. And then overlaying the, you know, EPAC, um, you know, uh, specials or, or achievements or whatnot. So um, the uh, the first thing was like I just want one of everything. Like that was it. I just want you know there was 150 you know sketch card artists. I would like one for every artist. You know there's uh, whatever 110 you know comic uh, book uh, cuts. So I just wanted one mm -hmm. for each of. Them. So that's what I started with. Is I just want one for everyone. That way that little digital checklist would have little marks on it um, because there wasn't a. <laughs> That physical checklist, which really bummed me out. Like, I really loved those little physical checklists. We've tried to uh, talk to Upper Deck, man. Trust me, we're working on it, okay? We need physical checklists yeah. back. That's a must. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's, it, yeah, it's a simple little thing that is just, I think, so much fun. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, then I found out about EPAC and like achievements. Uh, and then I really, I like the old man Logan had no idea, saw it like online, saw it on the side of the box, uh, the physical boxes had it on the side. Um, but like there, like where, again, there was no instruction guide. Like, where do you go to find out about this or yeah. what happened? Uh, so then I figured, you know, I found out about that and they still had the, um, the achievement where you could get the green, purple and gold uh, old man Logan if you are the first person that got a complete green set. So then I said, well, let me try to get a complete green set. Uh, and that's really what I was chasing for the longest time there. But at a certain point, folks just stopped buying. Like they're just, they, I would go back on and there weren't really any new, it didn't look like any new cases had been broken or whatnot. So, and then I think that I didn't even know about like hiding cards either which was an interesting thing from like a community perspective, because I thought it was like about sharing collections. EPAC can be a nasty place. I don't know if you have found that. Oh, thank like, you. Yes. I just, yes. Was just like, it, like, especially for somebody who was new, like I got like yelled at so much about, you know, I'm just like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to figure this out or, you know, just leaving like a note, like, Hey, you're just new to the platform. Like, can you help me out here? Or let me know like what's going on or whatnot. So, um, uh, you know, I was like, I, you, you hope people are like, that was one of the things that I really loved about being tangentially, you know, I was the guy standing by the garbage can waiting for the throwaways. But as I like watched everybody else who was collecting, it just seemed like such a cool group to be part of. And I think that was a big part of it. It's like, I'd love to be part of that. So I was like, oh, there's this online community or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this isn't really nice at all. Um, so that was a kind of an eye-opening thing. Um, so then when I didn't realize that people had things locked and it's like then, so you didn't, I, I don't know. Uh, so it was like, okay, I don't think that there's anybody here that I can trade with. So then I just kept buying the cases and it was, it was the green Banshee. 
the green banshee was the last green uh, parallel uh, that um, I uh, required before I could have a complete set. And wow. I travel a ton from work, uh, a ton for work, um, and like literally like 50 out of 52 weeks uh, a year. And so while I'm in, while I was in an airport or while I was in like a cab going someplace, I'd literally have like EPAC open on my phone and like open a digital case. And I'd literally be singing green banshee, green banshee, green <laughs> Like I was going to will this thing to life. Uh, and I'm sure like the taxi drivers and the other people in the lounges and everything like that were thinking I was a bit mental. But um, the, uh, the, the, the reality is, is that I remember very distinctly, I was driving back uh, from a business trip in Boston, and I live up here in Vermont. And so I was driving from Boston up until Vermont, and uh, I was at a like a red light or something. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to open up a case. And I hit the green banshee on that. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine by the name of Steve Frank, uh, who is a just a, a, an incredible human being. Okay, yep. folks know him the here. Best. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. The best. Yeah. Just an amazing, amazing guy. He, he, he helped to educate me big time as well. Um, uh, and so I'm eternally thankful for him. Uh, and um, and so like it, he was sort of like my partner in crime, uh, getting like up to speed on like what's going on. And like I wanted to, you know, help him so that he had the PMG parallels and everything like that. And uh, so like I had hit that. And I'm like, OK, do you want to turn it in or do you want me to turn it in? You know, so it was, uh, <laughs> he's like, why don't you go ahead and turn it in and then I'll get the next one or whatever. And so it was like this fun little like that was like the little glimmer, uh, EPAC glimmer, if you will. Uh, so just a huge shout out to, to Steve, uh, who has just been, again, uh, amazing. And um, and and uh, there's a, the, a fine another fine uh, gentleman uh, that goes by. Um, uh, I think it's online. I think it's um, sketch card collector. I think is is it Rick or Ricky? Uh, oh, Rick. Rick. What's Rick. that? Yes. It's, yeah. I think it's Rick. Yeah. 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 Let yeah. Just another. Another, another great guy that I have so appreciated. Um, yeah, so there's there's been there's been a handful, and I'm I'm leaving some other folks out. Um, it, it cracks John me T. up. What's it that? cracks me up. It cracks me up because you're part of our circle, and I don't think I I just realized how part of the circle you've been. Like, it's like Ian, Ian and I talked to Stephen. Ian and I talked to Rick, and it's just funny to see how this circle's like. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Happening here in the background. That's classic. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Stephen Stephen very kindly sold me his rainbow Fleer Ultra Spider-Man black cat achievement. Well, it's not an achievement. Well, it is an achievement because you have to get a hundred base cards to get the thing. So <laughs> you know I was I was able to do this, the rainbow web of spot. Which is oh. one of the hardest cards, rainbow, rainbow webs and rainbow, yeah, webs impossible because yeah. of uh, because of Frank. A, a lot of people, but mostly Frank, and he knows it too. Because I always, I, <laughs> randomly, I'll look at my cards and I'll message Frank, like, you know, man, thank you so much, Steve. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a he's a a, a mensch, I believe is a the mensch. Uh, correct Super expression. Nice. Um, but uh, no, lovely guy. Um, That's great. Oh, so, so he, he, uh, rough. Do you, 
You know, I mean, I think you can go and look at it on EPAC. I think you can look at your purchase history. Do you know roughly what volume of of cards on EPAC you've purchased, or what, how many cases, for example? Do you have any clues to that number? That I really don't. I could do the math. Um, it was a few. <laughs> a fair few i think someone someone did do um uh, because you know people you know people do talk about your 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 infamy um in in a, in a nice way um occasionally and i think someone someone estimated it must be at least like six figures worth of cases of course it's it's sold out now it's been sold out for what must be two years almost that has to be hard yeah, man, to find yeah. stuff now. So, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, what what was your when you, you knew it was selling out? But what we saw with Fleer Ultra Spider Man, you may may or may not be aware of this, but Fleer Ultra Spider Man kind of had its last few months on EPAC that was tying in with the current boom because obviously once COVID happened and lockdown, trading cards became the hottest thing ever. You know. <laughs> be there Marvel Magic Pokemon you name it you know people went mad for because they can't fly or go on business trips or stuff like that so um, Flea Ultra Spider-Man and in that period PMGs so those greens you were talking they were the PMGs weren't they they were the um, Flea Ultra X-Men so Flea Ultra Spider-Man weirdly I've never I've not don't make you know it I don't see the same heat on the Flea Ultra X-Men PMGs or at least I don't see people talking about them as much as the Spider-Man ones or the Flea Retros I don't want to point any fingers or anything but they can't find them so that's why you know fair enough Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, I don't want to put anything out there or, or throw anybody under the bus or anything, but no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I think, yeah, it's weird. I don't think people understand. I think it's very hard. Like you said, Alan, right? It's it's really tough to figure out these modern sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is. Like we have someone in the group, Jonathan Dunn. Super awesome guy. I'm sure you've spoke to him in some circle of some sort who was in Fleer Ultra Spider-Man and is really kind of like group expert along with Steven. And like I think there was just more information out there for a lot of people when it comes to like Fleer Ultra Spider-Man than there was with Fleer Ultra X-Men, I think. But yeah, because people don't realize that those Logans, those old man Logans, special. Yeah. Those are really special. People don't understand yet, and they they will. They you know what I mean. Right now, people a lot of times, and you know this, right? Have you? So have you? You're, you haven't been on social media, and I'm rambling a little bit here, but you you've seen, I'm sure, the heat that suddenly Marvel's getting, right? Marvel cards have been getting. Have you noticed that? Have you? Has that touched you? Touched your uh, your perspective yet? <laughs> Uh, so only through the lens of, of uh, Fleer Ultra X-Men. So technically right now there's – there's not technically. There is a resurgence of Marvel uh, for cards. And people are just going all in on Marvel cards, graded cards, all the stuff. I definitely think it's smart that you stay away. Keep – stay in your safe yeah. space. We all wish we were back in our safe space. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it's gotten really popular. So a lot of people are tend to hunt – what they can only find you know what i mean and fully ultra x-men is beloved by you but other collectors too so a lot of that stuff is just not visible for a lot of people 
So I think that's why they don't really understand not only the power of PMGs in Fully Ultra X-Men, but those achievements of PMGs in Fully Ultra X-Men. I mean, it's it's that's uh, and you and you have I'm assuming you 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 checklist all of the PMGs from Fully Ultra X-Men by now. Yeah, it's it looks really beautiful in a binder when you go left to right across all oh. six, you know, and you have the silver, the bronze, the red, the blue, and the purple. It just it's just something special, I think. Wow. Uh, and I think that to your like the and I want to help folks like for folks that are interested, but I think to your point, Norin, like the thing that I struggle with is I had somebody reach out to me the other day. And they're like, hey, can I get one of your blue old man Logans for like a $15 cloak and dagger sketch, you know? And I'm just like, I just don't think you understand like what these represent. Uh, Somebody else wanted, they're like, oh yeah, can, I'll give you an unopened case of Fleer Ultra X-Men for a complete set of green and purple PMGs with the old man Logan. And I'm just like, you're, you're like, I just don't think you understand. And I'm they not don't. trying to be like mean or anything. I'm just, I, I think that's the other thing that I've struggled with with folks is this, this seeming sort of like inclination that everything they have is more important or more like valuable than anything you possibly have. And I just think pack number two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been that that's been interesting. It, and I'm just like, like, it's not about like, please don't try to sell me on why your, you know, Marvel <laughs> annual 2017, you know, sketch from somebody I've never heard of, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. But like, I'd like to think I have a decent eye for that is like worth a complete jambalaya set. Like, this is just like, you know, it, it, it the I nerve. Just, I'm just like, yeah. See, that's the thing about EPAC. Like, God, I hate, I hate that. You know, see, here's, here's the thing that really sucks, right? Like, oh my God. So Ian and I complain about this (laughs) probably every episode (laughs) because there is, unfortunately, there's some really good people on EPAC yourself, Stephen, and, and, and a few others, obviously. I would not be anywhere with my collection without certain people on EPAC. But there is a very kind of, because of the anonymity and because, I mean, you know this, right, Alan? Like Marvel collectors, like true Marvel card collectors, like the, it's small. Like if yeah. we know, most of us know where cards are. Like it's it's not a it's not a mystery. We all like, well, I know who has that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we could figure it out fairly quickly. But there is there is a strange kind of animosity and and unfairness that happens with certain EPAC trades and and offers and stuff like that. I don't know how you do it, man, because the EPAC stuff, I stay away from it sometimes just because it drives me crazy. Mm. Like people are messed up, man. And I mean, here's the thing. And Ian and I talk about this all the time. If there's anything I want and I'm like, look, I want this. What do you need for it? I don't complain. I don't say give me three weeks to pay you. I don't say, no, I'm not interested at that price. If I ask, I'm going to buy the stupid thing unless I can't afford it. You know what I mean? So no, I don't get it either. It's it's highly frustrating. Yeah. Highly frustrating. 
the, the, I, I empathize with you that that resonates big time. The, the other thing that I've experienced is the, I think a lot of the assumptions that some folks make looking at the size of the collection that I have there and like, oh, well, none of this could possibly like mean anything to you because clearly you, you know, you have lots of money or what have you. And it's like, well, you don't know me. You don't understand like the decisions that I've made in my life leading up to the point of this. And, and so like, like, let's start with a little curiosity and, and, you know, a, a, a well-placed question or two, as opposed to, Hey, well, none of this can possibly mean anything to you. So you should just give this to me. I'm like, ah, and it's, it's, the thing is, is that if somebody seems like a decent human being, I'll go out of my way to do anything that I possibly can. But when they're coming in hot and telling me, you know, what like, it's just like, like, no. Let, no, we're the same way for every single one of those things, you know, and yeah. it's, yeah, no, it's the same over here. I mean, I, I think, I think Ian and I would say the same thing about this, but a lot of people who listen to this podcast in particular, and like, like we've had communications with, we're all like serious Marvel collectors. And, and I mean, I honestly, I would not be, Ian invited me to do, Ian came up to me and said, Hey, we should do a podcast together. Do you want to be an admin on this Facebook group? All this stuff, you know? So, and I met Ian and stuff and I've only stuck around and been as visible as I am because I literally enjoy the people. I would not, I do not like, I mean, I like the attention. I would be lying if I did it, but just kidding. <laughs> but like, you know, for me, it's more about, the connections like the collecting is so much more fun like i've had cards ruined literally cards that i've been wanting for like a while ruined because the collector who had it was a complete garbage person you know what i mean like i just don't want the card you can say it <laughs> I was trying they're, to they're a cockwomble you know it's it's full of it but that's the thing yeah. but, but we help each other out that, yes. that's the that's yeah. the 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 good thing so you know i people will know that you know, unfortunately, we have, as especially as character collectors, we have we have two we have two three issues actually. The first one is a minor one that I've just added, which is other character collectors chasing the same character. Quite frankly, <laughs> poo 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 poo, go away. Poo -poo. Um, poo -poo. Um, then there's the uh, on on a more serious side, you've got the fact that people will tag you and or hit you up privately to flag that there's something good you know that i've seen for you um i mean i've done it myself today for people i'm sure you have Norin, and people you know we, we do that all the time um and secondly people kind of are, are in your camp cheering you on when they see that you've got something even they've not been part of that process so because nice. they're happy to see you get something that means something for your collection so yeah. you know so it's, it's a wonderful thing to experience and it sounds Sounds to me like you've you've got enough of, uh, 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 albeit maybe maybe a small connectivity um, kind of uh, circle, if you like, from people like Stephen and other people that you've you've traded with, to to have that kind of little cheerleading camp of your own. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better because it can be very lonely otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at us, right? All three of us are in different parts of the world. You know what I mean? And um, 
Yeah. You know, having, having those connections really helps. Cause I, I got no one here around me being like, yeah, my wife yeah. actually made it. My, my wife's super supportive and super nice about my collection. She's just, she, I'm a very lucky guy, but she was funny one time. Cause I was like, Hey hon, you want to see the sketch card of silver surfer? And she was like, what is he like this? Or is he like <laughs> this? Or is he like this? And she did all the different poses to Matt. And I was like, this? Please tell me the short photos of all those poses. I should have been like, this? It's like, don't you dare point out. But yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. Well, I love that, man. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I'm so happy you came on here, dude. This is awesome. And I, I think people are going to flip out. People are going to flip out. I think Yeah. Do you um, uh, Norin's kind of already touched on it, you know, in terms of uh, your your favorite cars. But is there a particular artist? I mean, we've we've spoken about the original set. We, we, Tom Fleming did the art for that. But Sorry. is there a particular artist, uh, maybe on the sketch side, that you you've you've found that you've cherished more? Because I, I'm assuming from from the conversation we've had and from what I've seen on EPAC that you you didn't stop at one sketch per artist. You you've, you've radically you know expanded that and are still searching. So. Is there a particular artist or, or, or a number of artists that you you're really digging? Yeah, I I definitely say so. Um, uh, and apologies if I pronounce any of these names uh, incorrectly, but uh, there's uh, Iman Casales, I think it's it's pronounced, uh, yes. and he he um, the the one of the things that I've I've kept like a pulse on is what these folks have done since then or before then. Um, and I just love what he did on, on, uh, for FUXM. Uh, I hit his five piece, which has the entirety of like the X-Men roster charging up against Magneto. Uh, it, it's just like, it was, that was oh. another after I hit that green banshee and I got that PMG achievement, then the next thing was like that five piece Iman Casales. Um, and so that is just one of those things that I just like stare at. And I'm just like, this is just next mm-hmm. level. Um, and every time I look at it, I see like more detail in the background, you know, like, Oh, that's a lot. If you squint, you can see I'm like flying. What? Uh, <sighs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, Oh, oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. That, I'm I, I drooling. Sorry, I was I, like, "That's an I amazing. Love, name. That's so yeah. cool. He's great, yeah. man. That, so good. Definitely. And he did. Um, there's a um, a Lalandra that he did that I have not found or come across yet, and that's definitely like on my you know wish list of wish lists. Um, uh, I think it's is it Kreez Hun Sung Lee. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Um, I'm having a look oh, at the list. Yeah, let me see. Uh, He's another one. He only did 30. Uh, and ooh. so it, it was like, um, there, there is, there's a havoc that he did. And somebody posted it on some like sketchcardcollector.com or something like that, where you yeah. can post your card. And I tried PMing them, but I think it was probably like a year and a half after they put it. I'm not sure that they've ever been on again, but I know it's out there in the wild because uh, I sometimes wonder like how much unopened product is still out there, just like, you know, aging on somebody's shelf or something like that. Uh, they're they're but, out uh, there. <laughs> yeah. The, out um, there. 
that havoc would just be uh, a next level. Uh, I really loved what uh, Kreez did. Um, I um, I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Liddy Lee uh, Liddy Lee's work on on that set. Uh, and um, I've been able to get one of all of the characters that she drew except for Dagger. So it's like I would love a Dagger just to have like the, the complete, um, you know, character set uh, from uh, from that. Uh, so that's uh, that's one of those dreams. Uh, I really, really, really uh, loved um, Helga um Waljik, or i don't know how you oh, pronounce that so uh, uh Voc- is how i read it but i might be i may be butchering it as well i don't, I don't know that that sounds Volchik sounds uh far far more appropriate um and uh yeah pretty much there was a um there's a psylock uh that i saw briefly on epac uh and uh, and then it was locked uh, so I know again that's out there too, and I think that would just be absolutely wonderful. Um, and then um, Abdul Gofer, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, just and he's one where um, I stumbled onto. Uh, whereas like on EPAC, you could you know they had like the five pieces or the four pieces or the three yeah. pieces and whatnot. Abdul did a um, a three piece that was just sent out into the world, and I was able to get all of the pieces of that, and it is just beautiful in my wow. opinion. It's just like so detailed, and um, and I think he did another four piece because I have, or no, I think he did another three piece because I have two that look absolutely perfect, except for there's like a middle section. And so I'm like wondering, like, will there be, you know, like one of those that shows up one day and it turns out that it, it was a puzzle this entire time. Puzzle sketches that are split I up. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's so painful when puzzles are. You oh. know what's funny to me, though? Alan, you've had all the experiences of a true Marvel card collector by collecting one set. Have you noticed that, Ian? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, together the, puzzles. the learning curve is like this. You know, it's like, wow. It's gone You're from, like gone hardcore. From, gone from I love it. Newbie to deeply invested, completely obsessed, <laughs> blissful. He's achieved bliss. You get blissful. You're up here, brother. Level. Not many people at blissful level, let me tell yeah. you. Um, I mean, look <laughs> at the internet right now. Uh, I, there, so along, this is how I learned. So when I first found out about these puzzle sketches, there was this one, there was maybe two and a half years ago, I'm squinting at this thing and I'm like, I bet. So I bought, I found a card on eBay. There was a card on ComC and then there was a card on EPAC that I traded for. And they all three came in and all three of them made a, a, a puzzle together. And I'm like looking at this thing and I'm like, I think these things go together. And it was just like this random, let me try to snatch all of these up right now. Uh, and it turns out it was a, it was a helmet uh, Racho uh, three piece with Wolverine in the center and then Psylocke's on one side and Jean Grey's on the other side. Oh, nice. That's so cool. Oh, man. my goodness, mate. I Damn, love that's this. Awesome. I love how this has turned into both a, 
Alan's wish list and also um, your favorite artists. <laughs> this I is kind of it. it's com- merge two things because one of my questions is going to be, you know, what's what what are you hunting? Um, so so that's good. Did you go for the buybacks? Yes, very much so. Very much so. Have you nailed a set? Yes. Yeah. I I think I have. Uh, I think I have ten complete sets of the '94 buybacks, and then I think I have three complete sets of the '95 buybacks at this okay. point. Okay. Let me just let me just for anyone who doesn't know how big a deal this is, to even get one complete set. Wait, are you are you serious, Alan? You you really did You've it? You've got ten oh. complete sets of the '94 buybacks. Oh my giddy on. Wow. Aren't the buybacks awesome though? I feel like no lovely. one's talking about them. But I love the stamp. I think it's phenomenal that yeah. they're numbered. I'm like obsessed. What are they number two? I love the buybacks. In some of them were in like really bad shape and it broke my heart. Because like one of the things that I've done to kind of like keep myself like keep the hope alive as I keep trying to find stuff is try to get as close to the alphas as possible. And what breaks my heart is when I get like an alpha and it's just beat up. And so it's like, I'll put the number two in there, which is pristine. And then I'll just tuck the alpha behind it in the behind it. Oh, Oh, that's so good, man. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same. That's so funny. Cause like just, it's cracking me up because I've never met, I mean, really, there's never been a set collector at this level for modern Marvel cards. You know what I mean? And it's funny how many parallels are all between you and character collectors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because at that point, you start getting, you know, the, the, it's so hyper-focused, right? And this is the only set for you. This is the set for you. I should better say that. So it's crazy to see that. Wow, that's amazing. So, okay, so my, my, my hunch here is that... Uh, a, we've got a couple. So I've always had questions for you. You've answered them. Um, the one question was always, so the guy who's doing this, he must be going for the one of one set. But now I'm realizing it's not just the one of one set you're going for. It's just that this is the set. So whenever you go to buy cards, this is the set you buy. It's not like you dip. You know what I mean? So, OK, see, that's that makes a lot of sense to me now. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, but wow. just just as because uh, I asked it, I've just answered it. The ninety four buybacks were numbered to fifty, yes. and the ninety five were numbered to twenty. Twenty, twenty. Wow. Okay, because I thought it was tough within Fleur. Um, there was a, a, a new Marvel Metal. They've re- resurrected the Marvel Metal um, brand with um, <laughs> Metal Universe X Men earlier this year. Um, and um, they did buybacks in that from the Marvel Metal 95 set and then numbered to 10. Mm. Um, and um, you can't put together a full set because some of the Fantastic Four characters are still banned. So on the checklist, no you have big set. gaps. Yeah, you yeah. can't. So even if you wanted to go for yeah. a full set of buyback, you can't. You can go, you go for, you know, I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to, get, I haven't collected that set at all, um, but I've managed to get the buyback of Black Cat and I got the Omega, I got the 10 of 10. Um, nice. And it's, it's, it's pristine. It's in really it's nice condition. It's lovely. Um, so I'm happy with that. That's that set done. Um, Wow. Okay. So you've, you've buybacks. So that's ticked off. Let me have a look then. So have you, from re, obviously recently, I've, I've no, I know you you 
pull some comic cuts off me. Um, are you? I remember trading four comic cuts from you back in the day. So clearly, at this point, you're no longer just going for one of each. You're you're maybe trying to get as many panels of that issue together. <laughs> Yes, I've, I've literally, so this has been kind of like a fun journey uh, because I never owned any of the, the comic books growing up. Uh, this uh, set um, prompted me to uh, go out. I actually bought one of each of the full comic books that they actually had wow. comic from. So I, I've, I've literally structured them in my binders as if you're reading the pages of the comic book. And, uh, and so that's been awesome to like get to know the stories that I'd never read. Uh, I, I, I've got my hand up here. So yes, are you telling me that you've bought a copy of Giant Size X-Men, number one? Yes, sir. Oh, oh as an inconsiderably wise choice, sir. Considerably wise choice. Wow. My goodness me, I'd love to own a copy of that. And how does it feel? Oh, just the smell of some of those old books is amazing. The smell. <laughs> so that's like the, you know, I'm, I'm very much like a still, you know, pen, pencil kind of a guy. So the, um, yeah, the, the, the sound of those sort of crisp pages, oh. you know, brittle almost pages turning, uh, the, um, yeah, the smell, the, the stories that I conjure up in my head when I look at, the pieces where somebody cut the coupon out for like the little seahorses, like get the little yes. fried seahorses, add water and grow your own or whatever. Um, you know, like, yeah. I love it. If anyone's I ever done that, it. by the way, contact us. Let us know how you got on. It's <laughs> one of those things I've always been curious to know. If anyone actually ever did that, if anyone actually ever did those coupons that make you look like Charles Atlas that were on the back covers, if anyone uh, took Norman <laughs> Rockwell up on his on his um, offer of, of getting kids who like to draw that was on the back of so many issues. Perfect. you know. And, and actually, you say that, and a lot of the movie stars these days probably did go and do those muscle things. You know, yeah, a lot of these exactly. artists probably did take them up. So maybe we're seeing the fruits of our labor and no one's, and no one's admitted to it uh, so <laughs> i know so so let me just go back so you've got you've you've gone and acquired a a copy of each of the original comics i'm, I'm guessing ungraded so that you can touch it feel it smell it that was something i learned about they're all graded i didn't realize that those plastic things that they come in that have like the grading at the top you broke them to get at them i was just like oh that's nice um so I'll probably have a decent, you know, version of this and I'll be able to see it uh, because some of the colors are like way off on the comic uh, on the comic panels. Um, and so I wanted something that was as close to, you know, to, to real as possible. So, no, they're all they were all graded. I guess I really kind of just, you know, undermined the point of having them graded when I busted those plastic things open and you freed uh, them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Freedom from the I don't know about like comic books, so like that was something that I learned. I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, and I guess it makes sense, right? Like it was a whatever a seven point five when they put it in there because some of those like I think I must have paid. I think the best Uncanny X Men number one I could find was like a seven out of ten or something like that, and that was yeah. several thousand dollars. Um, but yeah, now it's in. Uh, now, now that has long been broken, and I've leafed through that puppy more than uh, wow. 
Well, and that's something that I actually like, like, you know, Ian, the, the kind, um, the kind uh, trade uh, sale that, that you just made with me, like it then gives me the encouragement to go back through and I'll open up all of the uh, issues again and I'll rearrange everything so that oh, it goes in. I get Good. to reread and re-experience it. Yeah. So oh, thank yeah. you. That's amazing. That's awesome, no, man. That's I, so I, cool. I only know of one, actually no, two other collectors. There's one guy who's going after a particular copy of Avengers um, from one of the Rittenhouse um, Avengers oh. sets with comic cuts from around 20, 2006, 2007, I think the set came out. And there's a particular issue, and he's just going after cuts from that particular issue because he wants to put together as, as many of them as possible. I think no one's about to show you something from one of those Rittenhouse sets. Oh, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was no, just excited no, 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 to share because, no. like, no, show he gets it. Good. He gets it. He sees it. He gets yeah. it. He understands. So I got this. It's the only one I have of the surfer. Yeah, that way, there we go. You shift it to your left. Your your left, left of it. My left. I can see it now. Oh, oh, very cool. That awesome framing. Yeah, that's oh, love. Dude, well, this well, is the so. only one Ian has good ones. Ian has so Surfer's banned, so he's kind of hard to find. But yeah. like, I'm in the middle of I should I guess it's okay to say this out loud. I'm in the middle of getting an SS one, like Silver Surfer number one. I'm so close to pulling the trigger, but it's so much money. But I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm gonna do like a seven or a seven point five just to have it because like yeah. they're in a dip right now. So. But this is just, I mean, I think comic cuts for me, they're like the Marvel card insert. You don't get yeah. much better, right? Yeah. I'm oh, a, we, I'm spoke to the, we spoke to the guy. I, oh, my God. Oh, look at that. What spider? I love it. <laughs> yeah, for a black cat uh, collector, I imagine that brought a huge smile to your face. So good. Both single and double uh, panel cuts. Um, and this is the single, and it's possibly the best black cat cut I've ever seen. Um, and I haven't seen all of them, to be fair. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that's, that's great, Ian. That's Holy the one God. in my PC. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's lovely. just like, it's lovely. TTFN, love. Good. TTFN. She's blown a kiss. She's blown. She's blown that kiss at me. Okay. Hey, That's like, why I tell myself. You, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it gets me through the cold, dark winters. That Spidey, does. Spidey. Um, so, <laughs> Spidey who? Spidey who? <laughs> Hello, Peter. <laughs> Dear me. Um, so it sounds to me like you. You definitely a binder guy. You like your yes, cards sir. in a binders. That must be quite a shelf of binders you've got by now. <laughs> so I have. Um, uh, I bought a massive um, storage uh, unit that's literally like you could drop this thing into a volcano and your cards would be fine on the other side of it uh, because it has a substantial um, dollar value associated with everything that's in there. Uh, so they, they stay, yeah, literally it's like made out of, the doors swing open, they're made out of cotton concrete uh so that oh. um things are, are nicely safe because it would just break my heart after all of this uh if uh, if anything ever happened um so hang on I so you've that. got a piece of furniture where the doors are made of concrete yes sir 
dude, can I just I say you're like right the back. coolest person I've ever met? <laughs> I, I, I know level. I shouldn't say that. That's amazing. man. I'm in admiration. I love uh, it. It's so nice to hear. It's so nice to hear also the excitement that comes from yeah the, the the inserts that you have because like I love I love that you're obsessed with all the same things we are and then you're getting to like you know what I mean getting to like enjoy them in a binder and see them yeah. complete in some way like that's just so awesome so awesome and I feel the same way like that's the thing that I love about the binder is that I can literally open that up every single day. And I grab one out and I just, and I just like, it, it's just, and all the little things that I see that I didn't see before or the appreciation that I have, yes. for, like the, the Shendu um, sketch cards from uh, uh, Fuxum, which yes. I didn't appreciate when I saw just one of them. But as a set, I'm like, this is so cool and unique. Like, uh, so like things like that, that I didn't necessarily appreciate in isolation, but like together or on that second, third, fourth, you know, third dozen viewing or whatnot, like all of a sudden it just kind of clicks in a way it didn't. So true. Ah, oh, man, I love it. See, like this, this is my, this is my version of thumbing through my, my Pelican case over here. Oh, nice. This is, this is my version. Um, I, I was scarred horribly by a binder when I was younger. Tell. So, so I've got mine in these <laughs> attaché cases that have got binder rings. Those are the best binders I've ever seen. And dude. they're made those for DJs so to, to transport CDs. So yeah. they're kind of like those those flight cases you get for music equipment. Uh, yep. That's what they're designed to be like. Um, and I've, I've I've managed to acquire three of them because you can't get them anymore. They're just um, um, listen. You're lucky because the rage now is to put um, lab created diamonds into cards. So you're lucky. You don't have to chase these types of things <laughs> that actually have gemstones in them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's the- the black diamond set, right? Oh, the, uh, well, this uh, is from Marvel Gems, but yes, uh, the black diamond set is. Yeah, the black uh, diamond set's crazy. Um, crazy. If you, you know, if you like your MCU kind of autos and things like that, um, they Such they a truly are. Set too, they're really yeah. nice. They're but really it's top, it, but it's top end. It's top. I mean, it should be the price because it's a premium product, so it's much more expensive than. Flip but see, I feel like Fleer Ultra is also like top end. Like well, I know it's not like top yeah. top, like you know, but like there's just so much variety in a Fleer Ultra set. Yeah. Well, this will interest you, Alan. We, we, we've interviewed Upper Deck, a number of people from Upper Deck on this, on this podcast. And the, the interesting thing is, from, from their perspective, they see Fleer Ultra, X, Fleer Ultra as kind of a mid to just slightly north of mid level in terms mm-hmm. of their quality structure. And we're collectors. We're looking at it and going, no, that's kind of, that's kind of up there with masterpieces. For, for I'm, many that's folks. where I'm at with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always liked Fleer Ultra. Like Fleer Ultra X Men and Spider Man, they're such just original art. Great variety of inserts. You have archives. You have buybacks. You got you got everything yeah. you need for those sets. You really do. In a concrete Great bunker stuff. in your living room. Oh, your God, floor. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I want a concrete. I want a concrete bunker. <laughs> so bad that sounds so freaking awesome oh gosh i'm i'm 
sorry, I'm slightly gobsmacked by that. It's um, so I don't mean to great. embarrass you or anything, but oh. for me, I just think it's it's wonderful that That's of course great. you would get, and it's probably it, it's obviously not a bunker. But when you say the word concrete, you you're predis- predisposed to add the word bunker to the, <laughs> to the end of it. So, you know, if there's some sort of weird um, nuclear war, um, that, that, that set will be safe. Um, yeah. Do you have them all? Do you have, I mean, obviously, you've still got a lot on EPAC. So do you, do you oh, have yeah. what most are you of what you do? Are you yeah. going to ship that? What are you thinking? I have um, the, the one set of one complete set I have physically uh, here sleeved uh, that I enjoy. I actually still have a lot on EPAC that is. Um, that's locked. Uh, so even what you see there is um, is is only a fraction of what's actually there. Uh, because I was when I was going through, and it's like really hard I find to be able to read all of the numbers. To so um, and some of the pictures are so fuzzy. Uh, so I, I was just locking anything that I thought could potentially be you know a, a low number or a number one. Smart. Uh, so and I just I haven't gotten back. I you know I it's I've gone through everything now, so I'm pretty sure that I have everything. So at some point I'll just go back on and like unlock them. But I'm truly hoping like because I I think what I've learned from the folks that I've I have had these lovely conversations trading with, selling to, or what have you, or selling uh, buying from, um, is that I think a lot of people are sort of like collectors first and then, you know, specific sets second, whereas I'm very much the specific set first and a collector second. Uh, and so I'm hopeful, like to the extent that folks just enjoy sketches, you know, or just enjoy comic panels, like you can get those in other sets. And I was looking at, I think it's the Black Diamond set, or maybe it was the Marvel Universe, uh, Marvel Metal Universe set, where there's actually a lot of the same issues that they did comic panel cuts um, compared to the FUXM. So it's like if 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 anybody's out there and they're like, you know what, I just want a cut from this, you know, this um, comic book, I can get it from, you know, another set. Uh, I'd love to, I'm absolutely happy to like, you want a complete set of blue PMGs with an old man Logan and you're up for, you know, giving sketches or comic panels or whatever a good home because you can get sketches and comic panels uh, in other sets. Like, let's talk about it. So one of the reasons that I'm leaving it on EPAC is for the ease of transferring that if, you know, if somebody wants to give it a good home and I'm happy to be generous. Like I, I, I want to share the the joy and the love, but I also want to do it in a way that I think is respectful to the product, which isn't a fifteen dollar cloak and dagger sketch for a you know blue old man Logan PMG. That's that. completely reasonable and sane. Very. How strange! Yeah. <laughs> reasonable and and pragmatic. The two words that you don't associate with some folk on EPAC. I'm not um, do you plan to? Um, so obviously, this is going to be an ongoing journey because you know who knows how much stuff is out there, and 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 there will be some. You know, you'll you'll see stuff pop up in 10, 20 years time from this set. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any plans in the future to maybe share what you've collected with anyone else, either by a website or 
some sort of yeah well, I video guess tour of yeah. your concrete vault with us. I'm just yeah. saying a good video segment would be here. That would be smart in the future. I'm just putting that out there. Just now. <laughs> I think for you fine gentlemen, that could definitely be in the cards. No pun intended. Uh, but um, <laughs> I also uh, I have a, uh, a special lady friend that bought me a, a um, for any big Lebowski fans out there that uh, that bought me a, um, a very high quality uh, scanner. And so I intend to scan everything. Uh, and uh, and then put it on a, a publicly available site for folks to to take peeks at and enjoy. I also like the idea of enjoying it because I'll I'll tag it by like character uh, as well as you know artist and and what have you. Uh, because one of the things that I enjoy doing is like, well, who did the my favorite like um, you know sketch of Sunspot or what have you. And um, fascinatingly, it was like Devin Dorsey. And it's like, I would never have thought that Devin Dorsey would make, you know, my favorite whatever list in any way, shape or form. But the sunspot is just like next level. So I think finding some of those little gems in otherwise, uh, you know, sketch card artists that, again, don't necessarily have a style that significantly resonates with me. I just absolutely love um, so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to doing that. It is on my list. I now have the equipment, uh, and now it's just going to be about the the time and, and doing it. Wow, so. dude, that's going to be so awesome. And it's so true, man. Certain artists just yeah. do characters differently. Like Ian yeah. and I had the same conversation where we're like – because fortunately, it's oh, – the parallels are so funny. I've seen – God, I've seen over 400 sketches of Silver Surfer now. It yeah. have to be around there and it's crazy to like look at them and be like this artist's reputation is not anywhere near here but damn they do a good surfer and it's just mm-hmm. so cool to get that experience Same after seeing cat. so many yeah love that Same love that cat. and yeah, there's awesome. some and there's some you know i've seen thousands of black cat sketches in my time i'm sure and and um and taken a swing at quite a few and missed but you know the ones i've got you know i i i trimmed my collection of black cats last year um because you know, your taste change over time when you're a character collector. And Norrin's had yeah. sketches that Definitely. you may have you may have felt that connection when you bought it, but ten years down the line, you're like, no, it's not quite feeling it. And it's going to sound really crass and, and teenage, but my <laughs> my yardstick now is: would I like to kiss her? Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. She stays in the case. Um, but <laughs> no one's shaking his head, but it, it probably sounds really silly. So I'm going to stop. Um, no, I think it's, uh, you know, what I love is you've identified, uh, you know, a standard and uh, you're holding your collection. Standard. It was, you know what? It was, it's, uh, it's one of these things. I remember when I was thinking, how do I judge this? How do I judge this? And ultimately, I started collecting Black Cat because I fancied her when I was like 12. So, you yeah. know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Went down um, to your, you went down to the roots. Understandable. I did. I did. <laughs> went down. I went. I, 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 I'll, I'll stop digging. Um, we need to hook you up with um, a rather fine gentleman who's been a guest on this show, um, who is a character collector next level. Doctor Strange Archive. And that is his website. Yes. He is an archivist of all things Doctor Strange. And that 
extends beyond trading cards. He does comics, original props and film sales and scripts from the movies that were yeah. attempted in the 70s. I think you guys would get along famously. Packaging that comes in like uh, on Twinkies and things like that, cereal box, I mean, you name it, anything with Dr. Yeah. Page. He does talks on archival pre- prevention, uh, protection. He does um, displays at, at shows. He's built, because he's a really good craftsman, he's built like really wooden chests to hold his cards. He's built an eye of Agamotto that he displays. Oh. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Really cool he, guy. Yeah. And, and he's got a website, so you don't even have to go near social media to enjoy this, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Alan. <laughs> um, so with your... Yeah, if you ever want to, we'll connect you to, and you can, because um, he will certainly be someone good to advise in terms of, um, and I'm the sure lots of people stuff, will help, yeah. but in terms of the website stuff, in terms of, you know, how to maybe protect some of it, I'm sure you've probably got your own, you know, system going on, but, you know, it's always a first day at school with this stuff, as far as I'm concerned. You know, <laughs> there's so many. Keep asking stuff. Yeah. Thank you. He's a yeah. lovely fella. He really is. Um, and he won't be after any of your <laughs> 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 He doesn't collect X-Men. He collects Doctor Strange. So, um, um, uh, Alan, you've been delightful. I love it. Um, so I think you've, you've said, you, you've kind of touched on this, but is there anything you want to say to all of our listeners and anyone who may be holding any Fleerotra X-Men cards? Oh, that's very kind. Thank you so much. And and thank you for having me. And thank you for the lovely conversation. And and, and truly, if uh, if anyone uh, is looking to bring a smile to somebody's face or, you know, give uh, some F-U-X-M, especially, you know, sketches, uh, comic panels, canvases, uh, a good home, uh, they would uh, they would certainly be loved. And uh, I would love to uh, to chat. So thank you for thank you for that, and for, for those that are that are currently uh, enjoying it as much as I am, you know, cheers. Well, Alan, I, I don't think I've experienced anyone who has quite had an experience as you have with enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>